So this morning, if you're a fan of Dr. Zeus and a fan of Jesus, you've come to the right place. Um, uh, if you've spent a minute in church, uh, you've heard some reference to an old nature or an old self, um, or a new nature, a, a new self. Um, I hope this morning is just to explore some verses from Scripture that reference this idea. I'm going to share with you what the Lord has been teaching me about this in recent months. Um, I don't claim to be an authority, but I do believe that what the Lord's put on my heart has value, and it's worth sharing with you guys today. Uh, I hope you'll be edified, I hope you'll be built up, I hope you'll be encouraged, uh, and perhaps challenged by this. So, we're going to start in Ephesians. Ephesians four twenty-one to 24. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception, Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So apparently, there's an old nature, an old man, an old self, and a new nature, a new man, a new self. What is this old self? Ephesians just told us that my old self was sinful, it's corrupted, it's by lust and deception. Many other places in Scripture back this up. They use similar language referring to a corrupt nature that we were born into. Romans likes to tell me that my old self was ruled by sin, for we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who's died has been set free from sin. So my old self, controlled by selfish desires, corrupt, sinful, not a great picture. Um, but the good news is, my old self is old. It's in the past. It's dead. It's gone. Crucified with Christ. Done away with. Uh, we are no longer supposed to be slaves to sin. Colossians says, Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Put them away. Put them to death. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices. It's pretty clear this old nature was wicked. It was destructive. It was carving a path to death, and so we've put it away. And we've traded in for a new nature. That sounds good. So what's this new self? Next verse in Colossians. You've put off the old self with its practices, and you've put on this new self which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. So this new nature, Colossians being renewed in the knowledge after the image of his creator. Romans, free from sin. Ephesians, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. This sounds like a good goal. This sounds like something I want, I want to be living in. Uh, my version, my new nature is rooted in Christ. My new nature is pursuing after Christ, seeking to be like Christ, and desiring what is righteous and holy. This is my new nature. But is it? Um, do I really always feel like this is my new nature? Am I really walking in this? Is this my instinct? Is this my knee-jerk reaction to every situation? Is my response always righteous? Um, are my words and actions representative of someone renewed in the knowledge after the image of his creator? I don't think my actions are always like that. Um, uh, for being honest, what about my secret thoughts? If you think that maybe sometimes I act the wrong way, you don't want to know what I think sometimes. Um, those words that I catch before they leave my lips. Uh, yeah. If I'm not living in this new nature, then why? Why is my life not lining up like this all the time? 
If my impulse doesn't show a tendency to that which is righteous and holy, why? When I turned to Christ and I declared myself a believer in Jesus Christ who died and rose again to give those who believe in him eternal life and proclaimed my love for him, did I do it wrong? Uh, did I repent poorly? Did I miss a step? Um, why, why does my life not always line up? Is there something in between this old man and this new nature? Um, if you've been in the church a while, you hear church talk, church talk about throwing off the old and the new, and we overlook what takes place in between. We talk vaguely about, well, you're on a journey. You might take a step back. You might make mistakes. Yes, we will. Yes, there's forgiveness. You're on a faith walk. Maybe we make excuses. Um, but that's not satisfying to me, just that you know, we're, we're in, a, in, in a fallen world. Um, how do how we get from this old to this new? So back to Ephesians. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. That sounds like the step. You know, let, let the Spirit renew my thoughts and attitudes if I want to put on this new nature. But how does that play out? How do I know when I am living out my new nature? How do I measure that? And this is what God has been teaching me. In pursuing God, I seek to know him more. That's my, that's my first step. And then knowing him more, I learn more of his will, and I better understand his desire. Not just what's right and what's wrong, but I learn to understand his heart more, what he wants. And in pursuing him and knowing him, my desire is to please him. The more I know him, the more I want to be like him. So in seeking his will, I learn to understand his will, and then his will becomes my will. My desires are now his desires more and more. More often, my nature, my instinct, my predilection, my gut reaction should reflect his desires. That's just Christ in me, Christ working through me. Or as I've said before, my new nature is rooted in Christ, pursuing after Christ, seeking to be like Christ, desiring what is righteous and holy, even if I'm failing along the way. So if my will is truly his, then uh, the struggle of Romans 7.19 should become less and less of a struggle. Romans says, for if I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do want is what I keep on doing. I don't do what I ought to, and I do what I ought not to. And it's frustrating, right? So how do I get there? Free from my old nature, living out his will? We're renewing our thoughts. Romans 12.2, do not be conformed to this world, be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So that's that renewing of the mind again. We're letting the Spirit renew our thoughts and attitudes, being transformed by the renewal of our mind. And this says we should be able to test and discern what is the will of God, what's good, acceptable, and perfect. So what is this renewing of the mind? Renewed after the knowledge of my Creator. Knowledge, that's not, that's study, right? Knowledge is study. Is, is that, is that theology? I don't think so. I think study is a really good thing. I think theology is great. Um, but primarily I believe this is time, time spent meditating on God's word. This is time spent in prayer. This is time spent listening to the spirit, actively listening to the spirit. Let the spirit reshape your thoughts, uh, your desires, and then you'll see your responses and your outward attitudes and actions uh, will change as well. Studying the word is good. Calling up concordances and many, many tabs in your browser is helpful. Uh, listening to the educated and learned of our day and the days gone by, extrapolate from and explain and give context to scripture is all extremely helpful in understanding God's word. I love when an educated teacher 
like this man here, uh, can give me uh, an accurate, maybe a more accurate translation of a word that helps me understand God's word more, or a context of the history of the day that helps me understand God's word more, and that's all super important. But there's nothing that will compare to just meditating on scripture and seeking the spirit in your own life. Return to that piece of the word that he's captured your attention with and asking God, what are you teaching me here? You need to desire that. Uh, in our home group right now, we're exploring practically what it means to be still and know that I am God. Go to that place, shut out the noise, and just seek God. Um, though he didn't need any renewing of his mind, it's worth noting that Jesus did pull himself away to a quiet place just to be with the Father. If it was important for him, it's probably important for us to seek God that way. Um, it was an essential part of Jesus' daily walk. Um, so how much more must we need that? Um, the examples we went through in our, our home group, this is last week. Jesus goes off by himself, spends the night alone, comes back the next morning, and picks 12 disciples. He went and he had his important decisions to make. He went and spent time with the Father. Um, we also talked about it. Jesus went and spent time alone praying face-to-face, uh, talking to God the night before his crucifixion. He took all his big decisions uh, to God. And I was saying, bring your day to God. Um, let the Spirit show you where your attitudes needed correction, uh, where your thoughts needed renewing. If there's an opportunity to correct any actions that were taken and that's illuminated, then do it the following day. Apologize, be humble, restore those things. We know when our thoughts are not holy. We know when our thoughts are not righteous. What do we do? Do we just leave them be? We hope we don't do it again. Do we just feel some shame? wallow in some guilt. Uh, maybe we privately repent to God and try not to remember. It's the 100th time that we've repented for the same thing. If this is a repeated transgression in my life, then maybe there's a problem with my nature, if that's what I keep on doing. Maybe my thoughts and attitudes in this area need renewing, and maybe, probably, I already know that, and I haven't wanted to admit that to myself to give up that thing just yet. So let the Spirit lead. Repentance is good. But sincere repentance takes action. Sincere repentance results in a change. So if I've done that, am I living out my new nature? To what degree am I living after the image of my creator? And I believe that's deeply personal, and I believe that's yours. I don't think we should look around the room and decide for each other how that person is living out their new nature. Um, But I encourage you to weigh this daily, and I really believe that you can see measurable and tangible results when you do and when you're honest. Um, I have two stories from my own life. This is not scripture. This is just Jesus working in me. Um, if I go back about six years, when I only had one of those three kids running around, um, we were at a, a men's retreat. And it's just a group of men singing and worshiping. Um, and in a very real way, God took me away from that place. Um, it was He just put me in a place that uh, I was alone. This is all happening in my head, but uh, it's, it was very real to me. And God just started taking away the things I loved in my life and asking me, am I still good? So in a way that was very real to me, and uh, he maybe warning grief for these things as he pulled them away, and said, okay, if you didn't have this, would you still say I'm good? And he really gave me a very real feeling. I, I'd no longer have that. And then eventually, he took away 
He took away my, my son and let me, made me feel what it would be like to actually lose my, my son, our only son. And he, and he said, Dan, am I, am I still good? And he, uh, and he took my heart to a place where I could say that honestly. This is the darkest world that I can picture right now. And he took me to a place where my heart's response would be, yes, you're still good. That's essentially just a mental exercise, but God took me through it in a way that was very real, and it's still have an emotional response to when I talk about it. Um, and then you fast forward three years, about, about three years later in my life, maybe a little more. No, three years ago. Um, so we did lose a baby three years ago. Late-term pregnancy loss. And it hurt just as much. My wife called me, obviously in tears. And uh, she was crying. All she could say was, we lost the baby. And the the first thing I said to her was, God is still good. And when I said that, I was scared, because I I wasn't thinking that's the response she wants right now. But she took it, she was blessed by it and took it well. And we went through a lot with that. But my point right now is that God had renewed my thoughts, my attitudes, and my responses. I think if you asked me, said, if your wife came and told you you lost your baby, what would you say? I would not, my, I would not think, oh, I'll probably just say God is good. But that in the moment was my, was my response. And so I, I credit the Spirit with that. I credit God putting me through what he put me through years before to get me to that place, that when there is darkness, my response is, is God is good. I have many other anecdotes and stories that end in shame and repentance from what my response might be. But that's what I, for, for my life, uh, an example that when, when battle tested, my response was God is good. My thoughts, my attitudes were aligned with this new nature that I'm trying to walk in. Uh, yeah. So to reiterate, teaching, study of the word, it's a noble pursuit, and I encourage you in that. But I truly believe that the real work in the changing of your heart and the renewing of the mind comes primarily through time spent in prayer, seeking the Lord, seeking his wisdom, listening to the Spirit. And that's what I would challenge you with. I would challenge you to really... Weigh, weigh your whole day, your work day. God, what was I, what was I doing here? What should I have been doing here? Teach me. Pursuing God, I seek to know Him more. And knowing Him, I learn more of His will and I better understand His desire. And pursuing Him and knowing Him, my desire is to please Him. And the more I know Him, the more I want to be like Him. I want to be like Him. And really seeking His will, His will becomes my will. This is not this is what I think God would do here. This is what I want to do here. It just lines up with what God wants, wants to do here. My desires are now his desires. This is just Christ in me working through me and what I want for everyone. So my new nature is rooted in Christ, pursuing after Christ, seeking to be like Christ, desiring what is righteous and holy. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind and be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, perfect will. And that's what 
I want for all of you. That's what I want more of in my own life. This is as much a challenge to me uh, as it is to anyone else. Um, I'm just going to pray in a moment and ask the worship team to come up. Um, anybody else have anything they want to put into that, add to that, ask about that? If not, that's fine. Yeah, I, would, I would say you, the words pursuing and seeking coming out. Mm-hmm. And, and God says, I am the rewarder of those who diligently seek. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a process that we can have. And like, it's not complicated. It's, mm. it's to want him. Yep. And that wanting him, he says, I reward you. You, you come, you pursue me, you seek me. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you, God. Uh, you are our desire. Um, our hope is just to be more like you. You are our hope in all things. So God, just uh, ask for just a new fire, a new boldness, um, a new earnestness for all of us in seeking you. Um, sometimes it can be hard for us to know what to do. So just God, just teach us how to seek you. Show us where you are. Let our lives line up with yours. Thank you.